Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Back again after a brief one-week nice. hiatus. Yeah. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed our double game humpers. <laughs> but, uh, probably you didn't. <laughs> fair. <laughs> two hours was probably the first hour. I would watch it for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we have a great show for you today. Uh as always. We're uh, still working down our list of uh, the best uh, paced anime list from two years ago of the 100 best anime films of all time. out the last uh, goodness. But we're getting into the home stretch here, so it's pretty much classic after classic. So you have that to look forward to in the coming weeks. Um, so today's movie that's kicking us off uh, is Millennium Actress. Which is the second film from the great, uh, late great Satoshi Kon. It's a film he did after Perfect Blue. It uh, came out in 2001. Uh, it was, it, you know, it kind of was drowned out a little bit by Spirited Away, which came out the same year and obviously was the did. toast of the town. Yeah. Um, but Millennium Actress is a really great movie and um, deserves, I think, a little more acclaim than it got. Maybe a remastering in a Blu-ray well, edition. I th- I think well, G Kids is G Kids is uh, Perfect Blues in theaters now yeah. limited, and G Kids supposedly is going to do the same with Millennium Actress and Paprika. Uh, I don't know about Tokyo Godfathers, but I think they're putting them all in theaters for limited runs. And what that means to me is that they've remastered them enough to be in the theater, so they'll probably put them out on Blu-ray. I hope. Uh, for some reason, Satoshi Kon's work has been very hard to find in the u.s uh they usually i mean they've all got dvd releases but like his show paranoia agent which we showed on tsunami i mean uh, adult swim uh is gone you can't get it anywhere um you know in all four of his movies you can't really get anywhere on blu-ray at least in the u.s you can get paprika that's like the only one um so anyway millennium actress um so this is the second half basically he satoshi kone evidently looked at perfect blue which is about a japanese idol singer who is slowly sort of losing her grip on reality um he looked at that movie and this movie as sort of two companion companion notes yeah where uh, where perfect blue was about sort of the dark side of being a performer especially being a female performer and millennium actress is maybe a little bit more of the not i won't say light side because it's, it's, it's more melodrama. positive than yeah than perfect what happens blue, to but, the yeah. character in perfect blue um so this movie it, the plot of the film is basically that there's an, a famous actress who is at the end of her life and she is being interviewed by um a guy who ultimately you find out used to work with her at the film studio back in the day uh and they are trying to sort of solve this mystery of 
what happened to her, why she stopped making movies and sort of disappeared. So, um, you learn about her life story and why she stopped making films, but you do it in a way that basically it follows her through all of her films and it's constantly going back and forth between her memories and his memories and it sometimes puts both memories together with them with their current selves in the scene so conceptually I think he's taken a story that's basically a your basic melodrama which is when she's young she meets a she meets a man in this is in the when Japan was leading up to World War II and they had taken over Manchuria she meets a man who's a painter and a rebel and he is against the Japanese Empire um, and he's going to Manchuria and she helps him hide from a cop and then he gets arrested um, or he has to be on the run and so she resolves to follow him because she falls in love with him and he's in love with her and she spends her whole life basically it's the motivation for why she becomes a movie star she has a key and she has he gave her he gives her a key so she holds this key like sort of a talisman and she spends her whole life basically through these different roles chasing trying to chase the dream of finding this perfect love um only to discover spoiler alert in the end that he has he died in captivity and that it wouldn't matter if she found him anyway because she had so fundamentally changed through her journey that she was a different person than when they met so it's like it's it's a lot about the idea you have of loving someone and and it's a lot about the journey being as important as the destination um, I read some reviews of it from when it first came out and it was like, people were like, it's very confusing. It doesn't hold together. And it's like, how fucking dumb are you that you have to be confused by this? I mean, it's, uh, it's a non-traditional story telling technique for sure, but, but it's, I, it's just a basic melodrama. Yeah. It's like, and also it's very Japanese. They're like the, the type of unrequited love that you see in this movie is very much a type of unrequited love that you see in other Japanese yeah, the films. Missed at a train station connection I mean, of. There's a level of melodrama that's unique in this movie to Japanese storytelling. And if you don't know that, it can seem over the top or ridiculous. And then you add the kaleidoscopic nature of the way that Cohn chooses to show you things happening through yeah. these movie scenes. Because it's also a rumination on the unreality of movies, period, of the movie magic. You know what I mean? Right. Dreams, like the whole thing. Uh, it's a lot going on. Um, but so I, I, it came out and uh, was released theatrically pretty much only in L.A. and New York, so it didn't make any money. Uh, it was overlooked during the Oscars because Spirited Away, obviously, was sweeping the, the world at that time. Um, but I think it's long due, long overdue for critical reappraisal. It was well-reviewed by everyone who reviewed it, but I went and read the reviews, and most of them were just like, huh, who knew anime could be more than Dragon Ball Z? Um so let's check out the original trailer, which is not very good, but gives you an idea of the feel of the movie, and then we'll we'll talk we'll we'll watch a scene. This fall. Experience one of the most highly anticipated anime films. Millennium actress. From the director of Perfect Blue, Satoshi Kon, comes the story of a legendary actress, the mystery of her past, and the search for the key that will unlock a lifelong secret. 
winner best animation film and won the grand prize for animation with Academy Award winner Spirited Away. Loved by critics around the world. Millennium Actress. Not very 90s yeah. promo. <laughs> very 90s promo. Uh, I guess it was DreamWorks that sublicensed it, which I didn't. I didn't remember. Um, and then this is a scene uh, that I found on YouTube, so it's not translated. But because, um, like all of his work, it's frustratingly hard to get your hands on any of it. Uh, this scene is basically a, it's sort of like a montage of just her over the years chasing the idea of this love through the different roles that she was in so it kind of moves from role to role to role just showing her different persona that she's occupied but always with this through line of of trying to chase this great love down so let's check out this scene So I, I would say, uh, in terms of Satoshi Kon's movies, it's um, not—it's not my. I mean, it's not my favorite because I think Perfect Blue or Paprika are kind of my favorites. But it's definitely o- almost as good as those two films, and those are two of the best anime films ever made. Uh, it is a great companion to Perfect Blue in terms of the themes and sort of exploring a different side of the same stuff same general idea yeah um i i think it was made for a pretty low budget so it's not like got again not like spirited away which where it's got tons and tons of fluid animation it was made for a pretty low budget even at the time um but cohen's work is more about ideas than it is about necessarily the artwork even though it looks beautiful and the movement's very fluid it's not like the main thing yeah and the palette sort of changes as the movies as it progresses through time and technology advances and everything else yeah um but if you're in the mood for a kind of weepy melodrama uh it's a pretty yeah. i mean if you like worse. if you like perfect blue or mulholland drive or great anime movies i would say check it out um 
not as scary as either Perfect Blue or Mulholland Drive, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that leads us to our our subject for today's pre-flight. And we went deep on this one. What is your who's your favorite actress? We haven't done this topic before, um, so we thought this would be a good opportunity to explore some of our favorite actresses and non-voice actors. Uh, well, I mean, we didn't get into. You, well, I think you, that's a perfectly yeah. valid thing. I just I have favorite voice actors but i i don't they weren't yeah. who leapt to mind but i think that's a valid that was choice our too. comic-con 2016 pre-flight episode yeah otherwise it would be kari walgren would be number yeah. one um so first up for me uh, is an actor i've admired for a long time and that's of course dame helen mirren uh she is probably best known in the uk for her work as the main character in the series prime suspect which you haven't seen if you haven't seen it which you haven't seen which you haven't seen if you haven't seen it i think it's on amazon or netflix it's amazing it's like 10 seasons uh she did it over 15 years um it's a series of mini series where she plays a cop um but she's incredible in that she was in camelot or or, uh what was Excalibur, excuse me. She played um, Mordred in Excalibur. Um, She's been around forever, done a ton on stage, won a ton of awards. I don't think anybody... She has an unusual career in that in her later years, and only in the last 15 years has she really seen a lot of like commercial success. She's been in more commercial movies because it's like, I guess she reached a point where everybody was like, oh yeah, I mean, Helen Mirren's awesome. Just put her in it, you know, like yeah, you start doing Bond movies. Yeah, she didn't, she was not usually given big starring roles that often uh, but she always killed it when she was so this is a scene from one of my uh, favorite movies and that's Elizabeth Uh, and this is her basically experiencing betrayal um, and I, I mean just just watch loves me enough to insult me like so many men would appear that the people have little stomach for this marriage And the Queen has little stomach for the people. As we talk of marriage, how is your wife, my lord? Is she well? Your wife, Robin? I understood that you and Lady Essex are married and that she carries your child. Oh, you son of a whore. Your Majesty, you must know that... Know what, my lord? That I would never have taken a wife. If there were but a chance, you would smile upon my suit. I never... I never wish to see your face again. My heart still runs on you, I swear it. Be off before I hang you, I'm minded to hang you now. With my own hands too. Yes. Get out of my sight! We forbid you access to our presence. You are no longer welcome at our court. Gone, sir. No. (laughs) 
I think if you look up Whammy. if you look up shit eating grin in the dictionary, that guy at the end just going <laughs> and then Jeremy Irons poisons her with an insulin <laughs> injection. Um, yeah, you don't want to make the queen mad uh, when she has that much power. <laughs> it's probably a bad idea to fuck around. Uh, but yeah, Helen Mirren. Uh, this is not a controversial choice. So uh, if you haven't studied her work, you should. Uh, then next up is an even less controversial choice, and that's, of course, the great Meryl Streep, who uh, I've always thought was uh, one of the best actors working today. Uh, you could pick any number of movies. She's won so many Oscars at this point that um, it's kind of a given that when she's in a movie, it may, it'll at least get nominated. Uh, but she stayed, uh, her work has stayed vibrant even in later years. Um, she hasn't sort of done a De Niro and just started taking paychecks to do yeah. fart comedies and shit. You know, she's still... The Mamma Mia movies will stand the Yeah, the Mamma, Mia, the Mamma Mia movies are her only, like, concession to that yeah. kind of thing. Um, to, I want to go to Greece yeah. for the summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the most part, she's still, you can tell she, it, you know, she'll do a movie that she has to pick up an accent and just sort of keep pushing herself. Um, so... Sophie's Choice was the movie where she really broke through as an actor and people really started paying attention. Um, she had been in several movies, Kramer vs. Kramer, The Deer Hunter. She'd already had a pretty distinguished career, but um, this movie, Sophie's Choice, is a two-and-a-half-hour sort of tour de force for her because she learned how to speak Polish. She learned how to speak Polish with a, a heavy heavy accent uh, in English. Uh, she basically plays a character who uh, was caught up in World War II. She's a, a, a Polish Jew, and she had to make a horrible choice. A Sophie's choice. And so, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie... It's a hard choice to make. You're about to see the choice, because, I mean, obviously, if you're going to show Meryl Streep, you're going to show probably this scene. Uh, and this is... Someone having to make the worst choice possibly you can possibly imagine, uh, and look how amazing she uh, sticks this. So check it out. Ich bin eine Polin. Bin in Krakow geboren. Ich bin keine Jüdin. Auch meine Kinder nicht. Sie sind auch nicht jüdisch. Sie sind beide Rassen rein. Ich bin Christin. Ich bin streng katholisch. Hmm? 
jetzt eins von den Kindern behalten. Wie bitte? Du kannst eins von den Kindern behalten. Das andere muss weg. Wollen Sie mir sagen, dass ich wählen muss? Ist ein Polak und kein Jude. Also, hast ein gewisses Vorrecht. Ich kann nicht wählen. Ich kann nicht wählen. Ich kann nicht wählen. Komm, ich schicke sie beide weg. Ich, ich schicke beide Kinder weg. Nein. Ja doch, du musst Zwingen wählen. Sie mich nicht zu wählen. Komm, ich, ich kann nicht wähle. wählen. Und ich, ich schicke sie beide darüber. Nein. Mal's Maul halt. Hör auf jetzt. Du sollst das Maul halten. Nein. Los, entscheide dich. Wähle. Nein. Zwingen Sie mich nicht zu wählen. Ich, ich kann nicht sie, wählen. Ich schicke Sie beide darüber. Ich kann nicht wählen. Nehmen Sie, nehmen sie beide Kinder weg. Ja, sie ist denn. Lass. Nehmen Sie meine Kleine. Lass. When you do enough movies like that, you need yeah. some Mamma Mia in your life. No, I was just kidding. You can keep going. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, doing that scene had to be rough, and then doing it in a totally different language than the one you've grown up speaking. Um, pretty amazing. And uh, even if that was the only movie she'd ever done, I would say she'd still deserve to uh, be on the, on my list anyway. And then finally is uh, another actor who has been vibrant even through uh, her later years, and that is, of course, the great Frances McDormand. Um, she just had a movie last year that she was nominated for, uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, did she win? No, I said oh, should have won. Should have won, yeah. Who won? I can't remember. Yeah. She was great, though. She was the main reason that if you liked the movie at all, you liked the movie. It was kind of a mess of a movie, but it had, but she was really solid. Um, she uh, won her only Oscar thus far. Uh, Unless she won, we forgot. Playing Fargo. Yeah, I don't know. Playing Fargo, uh, playing this character in Fargo uh, for her. I, I don't know if they're, I think they're still married, Ethan Cohen. I think uh, so. Uh, for her husband, Ethan Cohen. Um, and I think uh, she just has a, a really unusual ability to. She's not like a. She's not like Meryl Streep, where she kind of morphs for a role. She's not like a Daniel Day Lewis type, where you don't forget it's her. Yeah, but. you don't ever forget it's her, but somehow she brings enough of a different tilt to every role where she makes it role very human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's watch, of course, her in her best known role uh, in Fargo. Mr. Lundegaard, sorry to bother you again. Can I come in? Yeah, no, I'm kind of I'm uh, kind of busy here. I understand. I'll keep it real short then. I'm on my way out of town, but I was wondering. Do you mind if I sit down? Carrying a bit of a load here. No. I... Yeah, it's this vehicle I asked you about yesterday. I was just wondering. Yeah, like I told you, we haven't had any vehicles go missing. Okay. Are you sure? 
Because, I mean, how do you know? Because he, the crime I'm investigating, the perpetrators were driving a car with dealer plates, and they called someone who works here, so it'd be quite a coincidence if they weren't, you know, connected. Yeah, I see. So, how do you... Have you done any kind of inventory recently? The car's not from our lot, ma'am. But how do you know that for sure without doing a... Well, I would know. I'm the executive sales manager. Yeah, but I understand. We run a pretty tight ship here. I know, but... Well, how did they establish that, sir? I mean, are the cars counted daily, or what kind of a routine here? Ma'am, I answered your question. I'm sorry, sir? Ma'am, I answered your question. I answered the darn... I'm cooperating here, and there, uh, there's no... Uh... Sir, you have no call to get snippy with me. I'm just doing my job here. I'm... I'm not, uh, I, I'm not arguing here. I'm cooperating. And there's no, we're doing all we can. Sir, could I talk to Mr. Gustafson? Mr. Lundegaard. Well, heck, if you want to... If you want to play games here, I'm working with you on this thing here, but... Okay. I'll do a damn luck count. Sir, right now? Yeah, right now. You're darn tootin'. So damn important to you. What? I'm sorry, sir. Ah, oh, what the Christ. I think among, uh, by the way, uh, good news. Yeah, she did win for three billboards. We're both just old and stupid. Um, Not she did deserve, order. and she won. Yeah. Uh, among shamelesses. Yeah, we didn't say she didn't win, we uh, just said she should have won. Among the Showtime show shamelesses, many sins, probably first and foremost, is keeping William H. Macy busy. Busy for 10 years, and so we don't get to enjoy more roles like that. Uh, bag of shit shameless um but anyway uh you could see how that's anyway, probably probably of all her roles that's the one she disappeared the most in that's the one that's so far from who she normally seems to be um and you i really love, didn't know it was her and almost famous though and i <laughs> and i like i love how she starts off super sweet and polite and then when he starts turning into a dick you can just see her immediately yeah. turn into don't fuck with me yeah um so those are three of my favorite actresses. Strong picks. Thank Agreed. you. Went on a limb on Meryl Streep, but uh, I think it's worth it. <laughs> uh, first for me is Jodie Foster, uh, who was so amazing. Going out on a limb. Taxi driver that she got the president shot. Uh, not directly her I was fault. Gonna say, it's a little really incendiary language dots. there. <laughs> it's really her fault. Um, then she, she won. She won for the accused and Silence of the Lambs, I believe. Yes. And uh, was snubbed for Taya Nguyen, uh Nell, um, uh, and no, has been. She was not snubbed. <laughs> she's been directing a lot of movies lately, but this uh, clip is from the culmination of the Silence of the Lambs in a oh. terrifyingly uh, stumbling around in the dark night vision scene. Um, so if you haven't seen Signs of the Lambs... This is the end of the movie. You fucked up, and it's not our fault, because there's a statute of limitations on these kinds of things, like Sophie's Choice that's from, what, 1983? Yeah. So, uh, I think we probably ruined Sophie's Choice for the Sean. Well, no. Now everybody... I bet Sean had not seen Sophie's Choice. Show of hands. Show of hands. Jillian, who in the booth seen? has seen Sophie's Choice? 
Jillian, uh, Jillian would have seen it for sure. Of course Jillian saw it. Justin, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, but it's a coin toss, Sean. No way. How do we do? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's Science of the Lambs. This is how it ends. Uh, turns out he did it. <laughs> I would have reloaded three more times and just never stopped. <laughs> I, just, I was just like, a, she shot out the window like he was a vampire. <laughs> ah! um, next is Holly Hunter, uh, who has been a bunch of great Coen Brothers movies, uh, was amazing in broadcast news. and What was her TNT show? Um, Sacred Heart or something. Yeah, it's amazing in that TNT bullshit. I mean, yeah. Uh, oftentimes, the... Not oftentimes. Sometimes the best thing in a not great scenario. Yeah. Um, The clip that I'm going to show is... The movie was okay. Uh, She's amazing in it. uh, And that's the big sick. um, That, eh, it's better than okay. Not as great as I think it... The big sick is the one about uh, the financial crisis? No, no. uh, Camille Nujani's... um, Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So... Let's see Hallie Hunter uh, and a surprisingly good performance from Ray Romano uh, in a fun little clip nice. about dying <laughs> being really sick. But they make it. I want to name my kid Void so he won't be able to cash any of his paychecks. I'm sorry, sir. This says Void on it. But that's my name. Curse you, father. I work on the second floor of the bank. This fantasy scenario. Go back to ISIS. 
<laughs> Toast is a really strange food. What, what did you just say? You put bread and you make it. Come on. Uh, I said he should go back to ISIS. Toast is the only well, I mean, food. That is a where really you... confusing position. I mean, do you want ISIS to have more people? No, I was saying Guess that. Guess what, to... everybody? We got an ISIS recruiter here. <laughs> All right, glad we got to the bottom of that. Toast is like a. What is it about him that made you say that? I think we know what the answer is. I don't. Lady, I, don't, I wasn't talking to you. What, we what don't have to go him? down this path. No, we know what's at the end of it. and Because of how he looks. There it is. Like saying that all frat boys wearing country club hats and Hawaiian shirts have shrivel up tiny little dicks. <laughs> okay, actually, actually, bad, this is a bad way for you to find out, but he's right. I actually am a terrorist. I just do stand up comedy on the side to keep a low profile. <laughs> Fuck you. Act, the, the, first of all, very clever. Wait, did, you, did you write that at home? <laughs> Toast fuck is a you. very strange. Oh, fuck you! Oh, no, fuck you! You're a bitch. You know that. Fucking kill you! What's your fucking phone number? Sorry, everybody. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm not sorry, actually, because you're a, a terrible person. I don't want to kick your ass here in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got levels, motherfucker, okay? This elevator goes all the way fucking down, you fucking prick! I like, Hunter. I got levels, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and last is Viola Davis, uh, Emmy... Tony and Oscar award winning actor. Almost an EGOT. Yeah. Almost an EGOT. Um, and was also in Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, no one's perfect. Um, and the great documentary about how great white people were in the 60s, The Help, um, which is a baggish. Which she just said she regrets. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, I think. I think I would, yeah. What? Hard to not take that role, but sucks with the way it turned out, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, who am I to judge her choices? Yeah. She's got a lot more to, uh, to worry about than I do. But yeah, the help was a bag of shit. I know that much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As a viewer, I can simply offer my my succinct review. Your critical of the help of is bag of shit. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Fences. Are you, are you about to show? I was going to say you're going to show fences where she fucking yeah. goes for it. Or hidden fences if you're one of the Ooh, Bush daughters. This, um, this movie's a gut wrencher, man. So buckle up. Yeah, this is a. You're about to see a, some real shit. I know the scene you're going to show too. You're about to see some real shit. Um, Check it out. Yeah. I was standing on first base waiting for one of them boys to knock me in to bring me home i saw the gal she firmed up my backbone i got to thinking that if i tried maybe i could steal second you understand you what i'm saying i just wanted to steal grab second. me and i stood on first on. base for 18 years and i thought well god damn it go on for we ain't talking about baseball we're talking about you going off and laying up with another woman and bringing her home to me. That's what we're talking about. We're not Rose, talking about no baseball. You're not listening to me. I'm trying to explain it to you the best way I know how. It's not easy for me to admit that I've been standing in the same place for 18 years. Well, I've been standing with you. I've been right here with you, Troy. I got a life, too. 
I gave 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. Don't you think I ever wanted other things? Don't you think I had dreams and hopes? What about my life? What about me? Don't you think I ever crossed my mind to want to know other men that I wanted to lay up somewhere and forget about my responsibilities? That I wanted someone to make me laugh so I could feel good? You're not the only one who's got wants and needs, but I held on to your toy. I took all my feelings, my wants and needs and dreams, and I buried them inside you. I planted a seed and watched and prayed over. I planted myself inside you and waited to bloom. It didn't take me no 18 years to realize the soil was hard and rocky and it was never going to bloom. But I held on to you, Troy. I held you tighter. You was my husband. I owed you everything I had, every part of me I could find to give you. And upstairs in that bedroom with the darkness falling in on me, I gave everything I had to try and erase the doubt that you wasn't the finest man in the world. And wherever you was going, I was going to be there with you because you was my husband. Because that's the only way I was going to survive as your wife. You're always talking about what you give and what you don't have to give. But you take too, Troy. You take... And don't even know nobody's giving. You say I take and don't give. Troy, you, you hurt say me. I take and don't Troy, give. Troy, you hurt my arm. I don't give go. You everything I got. Don't you tell that lie. Troy, don't Mama. you tell that lie on me. Troy, you hurt me. Troy, Troy. All Troy. right. That's strike two. You stay away from around me, boy. Don't you strike out. You living with a full count. Don't you strike out. Fun times. Yeah. Fuck you, Denzel Washington. <laughs> so she just needs to win a uh, Grammy. She's, she's got to yeah. do a spoken word album. I was going to say, she's got to do a comedy she's album. She's got to do a spoken word album, and then she can get the EGOT. <laughs> so those are some of our choices. Let's check out Adult Swim Facebook's picks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like Mila Jovovich, but that yeah. is really curious choice. Uh, Charlize Theron's amazing. Eva Green's amazing. Amy Adams. They're all amazing. Those are all great picks. Yeah. Uh, Mila Jovovich is the only one I would uh, question a little bit. She's, her role in Days and Confused just probably cements her as an all-time. I think great. she's a fun actor to watch. I don't think that she's one of the greatest actors in the world. Yeah. You know, although I've seen all the Resident Evil movies, so. You know, who am I to judge? Let's check out the Toonami Facebook picks. Scarlett Johansson, uh, Anne Hathaway, Charami Lee, who is a voice actress, which is the only voice actress who made the list, uh, Emma Watson and Zoe Saldana. Those are also, I mean, yeah. you know, no real beast with any of those picks either. We'll check back in in 20 years and see how. See how they've, how, 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 how their careers have gone. Um, so now we're on to our sneak peeks, and we got a lot. We have so many that, in fact, I'm going to let Gil do this. Gil, take us through sneak peeks. First up is My Hero Academia starting the Toonami block off. Well, I guess we should make our announcement. Well, it's not an announcement. Sorry. Renouncement. Reminder. That doesn't sound right. Reminder. reminder. That's, that feels right. It's a reminder. A reminder that uh, on September 29th. We're going prime. We'll be one entire hour earlier. Prime time, baby. Seven full hours of Toonami from 9 until 4 a.m. 9 that's p.m. to 4 a.m. That's a lot of Toonami. It's my birthday that day, so it's that's, a hell of a birthday. That's more than we've. Um, I'm not getting you anything. 
Well, you already did. <laughs> president, that's enough. more Your presence than, is presence enough. That's more than we've been. Uh, that's the longest we've been in many years. I think someone was telling me ten years ago was the last time we were this long. Uh, did we go twenty two thousand eight? That late? I guess we started earlier. We started earlier. Yeah, seven to two. Um, yeah, but it's been but it, has, not, it has been a long time. Not this weekend, and, and we, not the next weekend. And we've of course seen the but the one after that. The typical range of reactions from tsunami fans from yay to why'd you put this show here to right. why isn't this show in there to why is this show still there to there was a I love it so much. Right on our Facebook that was someone was saying that they wished that we had, the schedule was different because they had to go to work and so much so that they were requesting we change the time. <laughs> And someone was like, don't you think it would be easier to get a DVR than to have them change the schedule, which I think is a there's no fair There's point, no perfect tsunami that's going to appeal to literally everyone. We're just always doing the best we can, but yeah. it's, a, it's a moving target. It's true. Um, so, sorry. So, on to the... My Hero Academia, this Saturday night, 10 p.m. Cool. Check it out. On the next all-new episode of My Hero Academia. Watch our surroundings. Everyone's after us. The jetpack's malfunctioning. It's time to make a move. Kiwidoria has nowhere left to run. Brace yourselves. Make sure you get that headband. Hold on tight. My Hero Academia, Saturday at 10. Stay back! Rylan solves nothing. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. It's true. Uh, and then after that is Dragon Ball Super. At 10.30 in the p.m. Here we go. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. I hope my little buddy comes out okay, even though he thinks this is just a fun. <gasps> Look out! <gasps> Mr. Satan, you just passed out. That's all. How dare you hurt Blue Mr. Satan! <gasps> what the... Ball Super this Saturday at 10:30. Yeah, that's our Majin Boo. Only tsunami on Adult Swim. Don't fuck with Boo. Yeah. And then, uh, <coughs> excuse me. After that, Attack on Titan at 11 p.m. Um, where this shit is going down? On the next all-new episode of Attack on Titan, it seems like everywhere they turn, someone is looking to fight the scouts. But how will they survive with no one on their side? Time to start figuring out who's with them or who they can persuade to change their minds. Catch an all-new episode of Attack on Titan, Saturday at 11. Uh, keep do you, going. Do you want to do the next? No, go for it. Fully Coolie Alternative. Episode 2. Yeah. It premiered last week, and then this week is a new episode. Yeah, don't strain yourself too hard introing these. Um, let's check it out. So, you're gonna see it start to get a little weird. Yeah, I think. the one topical that breaks the format no vo different graphics yeah well it's an original yeah so no i wasn't saying it was weird and then we're almost done with pop team epic close to the end close to the home stretch the almost penultimate episode so let's jimmy ultimate let's check out our promo on the next all-new episode of pop team epic (laughs) 
Saturday at midnight, only Toonami on Adult Swim. Next up, we have uh, a special goodie. We are going to uh, visit with Dana Swanson, the voice of Sarah, and a little segment she decided to call DanaCon, which is fourth DanaCon. Yeah, it's her. Her this DanaCon is her going to DragonCon, where we didn't have a Toonami panel. But Dana managed to stay incredibly busy doing all kinds she of things. She did all the other panels. She did everything else. So here is uh, Dana at DragonCon. Hey, everybody. I am here to talk to you about my Dragon Con experience. It was my 11th year going, so I thought I knew a thing or three, but it just keeps changing. It's an ever-changing thing. Uh, why? Because it's this fantasy, sci-fi, pop culture, dice-rolling dragon convention that takes place in downtown Atlanta every year over Labor Day weekend. And... It's split among five hotels and a furniture depot, so not only does it keep growing, it doesn't shut down, ever. Like, there's still stuff going on in the middle of the night. So, so, unlike the big convention center experiences, it means you can go shopping, hang out, and then, like, go up to your hotel room and drop off your stuff, and then change into the one Waluigi tennis versions you were meant to be. This is my fifth year dropping into the little comedic entertainment events outside of the Toonami realm, but it was my first year that a friend registered me as a guest. Super cool. I still don't know what it means or what it got me, uh, but I got my name in the program and I had to do stuff like press hour. At least I got more strange tours of the Hyatt Marriott behind the scenes. Okay, so as my first year as a guest, what panels did I do? I was on a panel for voice acting. I guess I'm a voice actor. Also on a panel about the year 1988, where I talked about Hot to Trot, a movie I discussed on this show, but I had more things to say that I didn't say before. <laughs> did a celebrity improv show in a giant ballroom. I'm going to take a moment here uh, because I've known some of the people that I played with uh, for years, and there were some people that I just met as well, but it was one of the best sets that I think I've ever done ever. And what does it take? It takes trust and it takes Britney Spears microphones and it takes the ability to torture each other like for people to leave me in a handstand for too long. You guys, I have so much to say. You better tune back in next week for part two of Dana Con, Dragon Con. I'm sorry, Monique, for giving you too much footage. Back to you guys. Another successful Dana Con. That looked much more fun than my jet lag con that... I was personally your con was shorter though. Yeah. Um, and then finally we have a couple adults from singles to talk about. So we have kicked off the 2018 slash 2019 adults from singles program after a brief three month hiatus. Took 48 hours off in between singles and fired it back up. So, so we are doing another 52 straight weeks. Uh, last week's single was fashionista by the rapper father and Lil house phone. And we kicked off with that song. So let's uh, check that one out. Hey, yeah. Woke up this morning, made me a nice coffee. Hit the big gas, young wheeze in the coffin. Mixes of the work, yeah, nigga, barista. Hey, through on the fin, yeah, I'm such a fashionista. Yeah, call me Stefan, yeah, I'm fucking on a Lisa. Nigga, picture furry, yeah, nigga, Mona Lisa. Chocolate ass nigga, yeah, Mel or Reese Cup. Fat ass nigga, fuck that bitch and eat her up. I'm a fat ass nigga, fuck a bitch and eat her up. 
And then this week's single is a new song by the great Dawn, who we have been happy to feature before, called Dreamer. Uh, and check, let's check that one out. They say when things get tougher, you find out who your friends are. But don't worry about me, I'm better off without y'all. Impossible is everyday agendas. What you fit to me don't even look like danger. You close your eyes, it's different. But stay woke, I'm the future. Cause I'm a dreamer. Oh, 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 oh. As always, you can hear these streaming at adultsfilm.com slash singles. Uh, come back next week. We usually release songs every Wednesday at noon. And you can see both of these performers at the Adult Swim Festival, which is October 5th through 7th at The Row in downtown L.A. So if you like their music, considering consider going to our website and buying a ticket to come see them in Adult L.A. AdultSwimFestival.com. We'll, we'll be there. We will. And you can shake our hands. Free handshakes. Psycho crazy. Well, you can shake my hand and Gil will have to make up his mind based on how cool you look. Um, So that's it for this week. The less cool you look, the more likely I am to shake your hand. That's it for this week's episode of Pre-Flight. We'll see you next week. Bye.